welcome to season two of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And when the cookbook calls for cheddar, make it with Velveeta. It cooks better. And we are back with more frightening fun. Uh, I'm just so excited to be here. We've got a lot of great new stuff for you, a lot of great new monsters coming down the pike. Uh, what do we got going on this week, Ethan? Well, as usual on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, me, has done exhaustive research on a ghoul, demon, ghost, paranormal entity. This week, it's the Snallygaster, and the other, Shibble, has done absolutely no research and knows only what he knew coming in, which is not much. No, I have never heard of the Snallygaster. So I am... That was a Snallygaster in the background. Do you hear it? Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that Snallygaster's got some spring back in his step. Yeah, my dog was not feeling well, and now he's being obnoxious. But you didn't know much about it, is that right? No, I didn't know a thing about the Snallygaster, but I could tell you what I imagine a Snallygaster to be. You you can complete. Please tell me what do you picture the Snallygaster to be? Okay, I'm gonna say a Snallygaster, based on the name, is gonna be some sort of diminutive humanoid, something goblin-esque. I'm gonna say hmm. that it's gonna be a little bit of a goblin, so it's gonna have a long, crooked nose and a bunch of needle-like teeth, and uh, it's gonna have a Foot fetish. <laughs> it's gonna be just really in defeat. It's gonna be texting you all the time, being like, "How much for foot pics?" It's gonna be sliding in your DMs, and you're gonna be like, "Oh God, maybe is it is it worth five dollars?" Is it? It's just my feet. For five dollars, would I take pictures of my feet? And you're gonna keep on asking yourself that, and that's the Snallygaster. Is that a thing? Like foot picks for fi- like foot picks to type that? Is that a thing? Oh, I'm 100% sure that there are dudes out there paying damn near anybody for foot picks. I mean, not damn. Okay. Yeah, you, presumably you've got to have some sort of nice feet. I'm going to say foot guys, there's going to be a wide variety of foot guys from cool to awful. And I'm even sh- looking for the Snallygaster's feet. Take a no, long the Snallygaster. Don't worry about the question I'm asking. You you enjoy your sip. No, no, I'm trying to stay hydrated because I got my second shot. And they congratulations, say the, the trick, of course. Thank you. They say the trick to keeping the symptom down is staying hydrated. My best way to stay hydrated is always coconut water. Really? Not brought to you by coconut water. This is strictly a personal endorsement. It's a great way to keep hydrated. Is coconut water a brand or a general product? It's just a, a general product. There are lots of different brands of coconut waters. Right now, I'm. It'd be funny if we, they, if we were brought brought to you by coconut water in general. Yeah, just just sponsored by the coconut camp, growers of America, the <laughs> Coconut Council. Coconuts are what for dinner. Let me tell you something. Um, the Snallygaster is not a goblin. Does it like feet though? Uh. It it might like feet. I don't want to spoil that part for you yet. Uh, I'm excited. We may or may not get into that later. Uh, I think just just between me and you, the best way for me to explain this to you would be in the form of uh, fiction in the, in the form of a story. What do you think? I think it sounds like story time. <gasps> story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Monster. S- story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Monster. Story time. Your name is Jared, and you used to be a C-list celebrity until you were ousted from your position. It was horrible when you were forced to leave. You think back on that traumatizing time when everyone was talking about you and the terrible things you'd done. Frustrated, you unwrap your Subway sandwich and remove your six-inch turkey and cheese. Delicious. Just the thing to get your mind off your scandalous past. Well, not just the thing. There was one other thing that would certainly get your mind off your troubles. You swallow your bite and set your sandwich on your side table next to a pair of folded-up Jinkos. You place your MacBook in your lap. You're in your boxers and bed with breadcrumbs now littering your thighs and sheets. You open the laptop and see the most graphic images. 
Now this was more like it. You groan. You open another JPEG. These building plans are just incomprehensible to you. They might as well be in Greek. Because you are Jared Kushner, real estate fail son and professional heir. Mm. Things just never seem to go right for you, and you can't figure out why. I mean, you're super rich, married to a recalled real doll, and look like one of the lesser-known ghosts of Hogwarts. Still, you must have done something that you need to cosmically atone for because the last four or five years haven't gone so well. You set to figuring out what that could be. Was it weaponizing data to contaminate the 2016 election, Ivanka? It was more likely meeting illicitly with Russian officials and surrogates. But I also illegally met with the president of a sanctioned bank about my personal interests. You're a huge douche with a microphallus. Yes, but that can't be it. I can't help that. You're right, honey. Let's keep looking. The Kushners discuss how Jared lied on his SF-86 security clearance forms and then lobbied for a blockade of Qatar, only after the Qatari government refused to provide the loan he was seeking personally. They broached the subject of how Jared provided the Saudi crown prince with U.S. classified intel and broke the law by failing to warn Jamal Khashoggi of the plot against him, of which the Kushners were aware and had a duty to warn. Oh, but there's just too much political shit. We'll never figure it out. But what about your biggest, most embarrassing failure? Oh, when I claimed that Daddy-in-law was getting the country back from the doctors and we were on the comeback in the middle of the April virus murder spike? No, 666. 666? Yeah, 666. Oh my goodness, it can't be. But it is. 666 Fifth Avenue is a sprawling property that no one wanted to buy. Except Jared Kushner. He paid $1.8 billion for it in 2007. A great year to spend that much money on real estate. It was to be the Kushner crown jewel. Instead, Jared's daddy has struggled to cover the building's debt ever since. That night in Maryland, when I bought that building, an ancient evil was unleashed. That's why it had the mark of the beast. The six, the six, and the six. I have to return to my family cabin in the mountains of Maryland and cleanse the unholy ground so that Jared Kushner can once again spread his own wings and fly with the wind produced by the wings of his father flapping below him. Jared bids his real doll adieu, cleans its orify, puts it back in its box, and gathers his three best security agents. They depart, fully equipped in a helicopter, immediately bound for South Mountain in uh, Frederick County, Maryland. Mm. They set the chopper down and make the ascent to the Kushner family cabins. Jared immediately gets to work setting up while the security team relaxes in the living room. Jared starts a fire and burns the contract from 666 Fifth Avenue. He burns sage and walks all around the cabin, speaking in Spanish. Limpia este casa, por favor. Limpia este casa, por favor. Jared is about to throw chicken bones into the fire when a cup is thrown across the room and breaks. How strange. Jared gets up to investigate. A book flies from the shelf, hitting Jared in the side of the head. Ouch! My forehead! Security guys, get in here! Secure the room. Get him out of here! The security guards rush to get Jared out, but little do they know, they are rushing him to his doom. Mm. Because atop the house sits the source of the psychokinesis inside. A tremendous bird-reptile chimera with dragon wings, a metallic beak, and pointed rows of fangs. It also sports octopus tentacles flowing in the wind. (laughs) The Snallygaster stretches its 25-foot wingspan and creeps to the edge of the roof, ready to swoop down and carry away the first person out of the house. Mm. He was recalled here by an ancient curse back in 2007 when Jared's stupidity set the gears of the beast in motion. Back in the house, things were crashing into the walls and flying everywhere. Security nearly had Jared to the door and were about to open it, nearly handing him to the snarling snallygaster. Suddenly, a pounding at the door, hard enough to shake the frame. Security backed Jared up and away from the door. What was happening outside? Was it safer in here? The banging on the door continued. Outside, the snallygaster was disgusted and shocked. It looked down to see its cryptid arch-nemesis, the Dewayo, 
banging on the door, attempting to warn the people inside. Mm. The Dewayo is a tremendous mammalian bipedal wolfman with legs that arch to the sides, so he scuttles like a spider when running. He is a match for the Snallygaster in physical strength and fights with great courage. Fuck the Dewayo, thought the Snallygaster. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. For centuries, the species had battled whenever they crossed paths. Now they looked about to engage in an epic battle that would determine the fate of our heroic protagonist. Would the Dewayo win and send our hero home to his family with his life reset and once again ready to live deliciously? Shoot it! Shoot what? Jared was holding back the curtains and staring at the Dewayo. He could not see the Snallygaster on the roof. That ugly dog thing! I said shoot it! And I want you to shoot it! The three security men burst through the door firing. The surprised Dewayo moans and takes a step backward. He then reaches for the nearest gunman and grabs his chin, peeling his face off. He begins biting another's throat as the third keeps shooting. Finally, slowed by the barrage of bullets, the dying Dewayo breaks the third shooter's neck and falls to the ground. He looks at Jared with kind brown eyes. He mules softly and then closes his eyes forever. Yeah! Fuck you, monster! You got Kushnid! Don't push the Kush! Jared continued taunting the body of the Dewayo as the roof began to creak. Ugly wolf face! I bet you don't even have any tenants! And if you do, I bet they're colored! Jared stops suddenly, feeling heat on the back of his head. He slowly turns and has just enough time to realize exactly what is happening as the Snallygaster's claws reach through his flesh and grab around his ribs to carry him away. It would not be quick, but for the Snallygaster, it would be delicious. Wow. Okay. So we got ourselves a bit of a twofer going on this week. Yeah, a little bit, right? Ah, hey, we're kicking it off with a two-for-one special in Season 2, y'all. Season 2, <laughs> Two Monsters. Yes, Jared and Jared. Ah, yeah, both of those guys are real dicks. <laughs> well, well, I gotta say, one of them is a pedophile, so... Yeah, you know, he, yeah. He's the, he's the... Well, I don't know, they're both monsters. They're so. both, I'm gonna say, real dicks. Yeah, I, I'll go with you on that. Wow, okay, so... Snallygaster, not a little goblin that loves feet, but a uh, giant psychokinetic uh, bird lizard with tentacles. That that's right on. That's a that was a, a really great way to put it with very few words. Uh, well, tell me uh, tell me more about this guy. You want to hear about the Snallygaster? You yeah, ready? Yeah, I was. Oh my god, I am hooked already. Well, he's a bird reptile chimera. Okay. And, of course, the Chimera, according to Greek mythology, was a monstrous fire-breathing hybrid creature of Lycia, uh, depicted as a lion with the head of a goat protruding from its back and a tail that might end with a snake's head. And you uh, said uh, it fought the... The, the Snallygaster fought something called the Dio? Dewayo. Dewayo? So the Dewayo would be the Bellerophon in this context. I don't know that particular area of Greek mythology that well that I would know the Chimera's uh, arch nemesis. Uh, Bellerophon was the hero that defeated the Chimera. Really? Yep. That wasn't one of Hercules' tax- tasks? No, he wrestled the Nemean lion, which... No, but what... Oh, and the Hydra. That's I was thinking something with multiple animal parts. The Hydra was yeah. also a Herculean task, right? Yes, I believe so. All right, so... Uh, the chimera of Greek mythology also a direct relative of Cerberus but what I was getting to is the term chimera Mm -hmm. has come to describe any mythical or fictional creature uh, with parts taken from various animals uh, anything with disparate parts or perceived as wildly imaginative, dazzling or implausible so like a Robert Pattinson as Batman would be a chimera I don't know what you're talking about I think he's going to be a great Batman He's a chimera. Well, let me say this. Now, you say that this the the Snallygaster is half bird, half lizard. Yes. It's, Which it's half do the tentacles lizard. come from? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it has octopus tentacles, but those are just an add-on. Oh, okay, just stapled on. 
Yeah, it's an upgrade. It's it's just an oh, it, it just unlocked tentacles. Like, oh, let me try these. <laughs> out. I don't want to start my whole build from the bottom up. Do an octopus build, but let me just just see how the tentacles work. This was more of an Alucard situation when this was created. Got it. Okay, and it it and this is an American monster. It lives in you said Maryland. Maryland. I was just going to tell you this. Nalagaster's home area in Maryland was settled by German immigrants mm-hmm. uh, beginning in the 1730s. Early sightings associate the Snallygaster with Frederick County, Maryland, especially the areas of South Mountain and Middletown Valley. But later reports would expand on sightings to include the D.C. area, Washington, uh, D.C., home of the Washington football team. They should, maybe instead of the Red Tails, they should become the Snallygasters. That is the funniest idea. That is such a great name for them. The Washington Snallygasters. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine the logo and the jerseys? Oh, my God. By the way, do you know they made the official decision they're going to stay Washington football team for at least another year? Awesome. Keep it going. (laughs) The creativity is just poor. Can you imagine? They've been under the gun with this name for, I don't know, 20 years, and they didn't have a backup. Yeah, no one even thought, like, okay, here's going to be our top three, and we're going to, you know, depending on what we feel like on the day, we'll go with one of these three. Just in case. Yeah. You know? Like, that's, that's, that's arrogance. Yeah. They probably could have gotten a couple of logos drawn up super easy. But I do, and I love that they went with football team just like purely out of spite. Like, that was so <laughs> obviously just like, oh, well, I guess if we can't be the Redskins anymore, we won't even have a name. Ugh. We'll be the Washington team who plays football. Yeah. Man, we're going to steal the logo from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Shall we get it? the Washington Snallygasters is really a strong a strong It rolls um, off the tongue and the kids yeah. would love it. <laughs> so with the adults. Uh appearance and legend. Let's get into it. Yep. The earliest incarnations mixed the half bird features of a siren with the nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. Uh just for our listeners who don't know, a siren is that Greek mythology woman-bird combo whose beautiful song would lure sailors to land where they would be, I assume, murdered. Now, when I think of Greek mythic bird women, I think of harpies, not sirens. Sirens were birds? Yeah. Huh. I always think of them as being like big fishy, fishy-type monsters. Harpies fly, right? And they scoop you up, too. Yeah, and they got horrible breasts. <laughs> what do you like? Do you mean like they sag? Like they're just not nice breasts? They're, yeah, because uh, that that is canonical in a lot of depictions of harpies, or maybe at least in the the monstrous compendium from Dungeons and Dragons. They really just had some breasts that did not age well. Well, they're brawless, I would imagine. In most yeah, depictions. it's true. Their life caught up with them, and you know, I I shouldn't be talking about women's. They're not women. They're monsters. They have yeah. What are you breasts. talking about? Who are you going to? I don't want someone at home to be like, oh, if Chris saw my breasts, he would hate it. If I saw, oh, I have breasts, siren titties. Oh no! I would love to see any of our listeners' breasts. I would be honored. My wife might what? get upset. Jesus. Look. Okay. All I'm saying is that your body is beautiful, and you should celebrate. Let's continue. That's a nice message. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 ended well. I like how you got there. That, I was trying. That's where I was trying to get, but I really got lost on the way. As we mentioned, descriptions often include octopus-like tentacles for mm-hmm. no reason other than probably some sort of sexual thing, as we know with tentacles. Yeah, listen to episode one, Slenderman. Snallygasters swoops silently from the sky to pick up and carry off their victims, as we established. The earliest stories claimed that this monster sucked the blood of its victims and could be vampiric. Okay, but has that the, that no longer appears in the stories that are being produced contemporaneously? Or? No, no, it, 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 it only appeared a couple times and very early. It was probably just a big misunderstanding then. Yeah, that part got... We, the rest of it sounds very credible, but the vampiric element, I don't know. Yeah, that seems... Maybe there was a Snallygaster that was bit by a vampire. I think that's the only explanation. That's much more likely. And <laughs> what we'll learn from uh, Skinwalkers, that means that <laughs> the Snallygaster does not have extraordinarily warm blood. <laughs> Boy, that is that is some inside baseball. We're sorry if this is your first episode, season two, episode one. Go back and enjoy season one. Great stuff. 
The Snallygaster is up to a 25-foot wingspan, Woo! and that's a that's a big boy or Woo, girl. That is some Dikembe Mutombo wingspan. It much larger than that, and uh, <laughs> it has a single blazing red eye in the middle of its forehead, which I like. That's dope. That's always a strong look. I mean, glowing yeah. eyes is classic, yeah. but a single one in the forehead just be like, that's fucked up. That's a monster. Uh, in 1910, a similar beast makes an appearance in William T. Cox's book, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods. Oh, you might have heard us mention that on our episode about the squonk. That's true. This creature, dubbed the Snowly Ghoster, mm. is aquatic rather than airborne, but shares both the Snallygaster's taste for human blood and its half-serpentine nature. Mm. Does, the, does the aquatic Snowly Ghoster have tentacles? I didn't read the chapter. I couldn't get it. All right. Well, I bet. Let's say that maybe the the tentacles are vestigial from oh. when it was in the ocean. And the Snallygaster and the Snallygaster are just related species. And so the Snallygaster has evolved and come out of the water and become avian. Yeah. And thank God we have the Duayo to protect us from their land-borne incursions. Because maybe it was a Lamarckian evolution. Yes, Lamarckianism. For that, check out freshman year <laughs> biology in high school. Or our episode about albino alligators. Early accounts describe the community being terrorized by a monster called a Schneller Geist. Mm. Does that That's, sound familiar? That sounds very German to me. And Schneller, but does it sound familiar? Yeah, well, all right. Schneller means fast. So very we're going to call that a fast ghost. Very which, good. It means quick ghost in German. So that, to me, sounds a lot like a form of spring Jack. Well, the words, Schneller Geist, Schnally Geist, Yeah, it does now. The, 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 that's nice to get some of the etymology going there. That is how it got its name, from the German Schneller Geist. All right, that's cool. That's good to know. That's a good fact. I like that. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, that's some A-plus research. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And as such, the Schnallygaster is also a poltergeist. Mm. With powers to move things around, cause unexplained noises, and also unpleasant smells. Mm. See, I would say that it probably is able to cause unpleasant smells because it's both a lizard and a bird. <laughs> and if you really get up on either of those, they always smell weird. It's also a monster. Yeah, yeah. And probably uh, it's got like weird digestion issues. And what kind of hygiene could a snallygaster have? Yeah, I mean... It's tough to say. Maybe it's very fastidious. Did you... The thing is, it's got so many different types of limbs with different types of, like, surfaces. You're going to have scales. You're going to have feathers. You're going to have octopus skin. Like, you're going to need a lot of different tools to keep those different surfaces clean. Yeah, you can't just lick all those. No. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to. A feather in my mouth? Ugh. You want to hear your own feather? You would have a problem licking your own feathers? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't like to have a mouthful of my own hair. Oh, that's a good point. I don't. I don't like that either. Yeah, but it's ugh. okay. Um, I, I, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, in Alice Weinberg's *Spirits of Frederick*, in the chapter of Snallygasters and other creatures, mm -hmm. the gaster, as I call him, seems to have migrated to the Middletown area along with the German settlers, their food source. However, lore lovers know that 1735, when that move happened is also the year of the Jersey Devil's birth two states away. Could that be coincidence? That doesn't that seems too big a coincidence to be a coincidence. It's crazy, right? It moved two states away and then all of a sudden the Jersey Devil is the legend is born. Yeah, it sounds like there was just a big influx. They're probably cousins. If 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 not if the Snallygaster's not actually the uh, Jersey Devil? It's true. It's true. But what about the state in between? What's in between? Is it Delaware? In between Jersey and, and Maryland? Uh, Maryland? Yeah, it's Delaware, right? I, I, can I tell you something about geography? I don't know anything about it. The only geography I know is New England. The rest, I don't know. I, I, and uh, I Seriously, it's a major hole in my like foundational knowledge. No, I 100% I agree with you. It took me the longest time to learn the four states that surround Kansas. Uh, I was amazed to learn that Arkansas is not one of them. 
I'm I'm not amazed or unamazed because I don't know where Arkansas is. It's it's not next to Kansas. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Geography, I think, in general. I, well, other people that I met know more about geography than I do, but I feel like maybe it's the Connecticut public school system did a bad job. They you think just so? didn't put a focus on geography, maybe. Well, I went to private school. Uh, well, you know, but. It's the no, same not, not until high school. So I would have learned the public yeah, school geography. Yeah, geography, I feel like that would be like middle school like that level yeah. of geography yeah, like yeah. naming all the states capitals like fuck no i can't do that um back to the snallygaster uh seven pointed stars keep mm. the snallygaster at bay okay and you could see them painted on local barns still that's cool yeah isn't that cool like it's still around like people still believe in it yeah and that <sighs> I'm glad that this iconography is different from the six-pointed star because painting that on public buildings tends to be a sign that troubles are brewing for some people. Yes. <laughs> Thank God people aren't just going around spray painting that on buildings in uh, Maryland. I, I feel a lot safer about that. Yeah, th- th- I'll I'll take the seven. Perfect. Especially after that Jared Kushner accent. Yeah. Let's keep this one distinct, guys. When we're coming up with an anti-snallygaster symbol, I like the idea of a star with more than five points, but we're going to skip six because I feel like somebody's already got dibs on that. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's got too much history. <laughs> Let's go for seven. When I did my Jared Kushner impression, which is not even really an impression because he has a high voice, but my father, my father was really upset with it. <laughs> yeah, that I was, it was funny. Listeners might not know uh, from hearing that Ethan, uh, who is uh, Jewish, texted me and said, "Is it possible to do an anti-Semitic accent?" And I had to think: Should I be asking you that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was if there was one. I just imagine doing it in front of the Anti-Defamation League. If you could get away with it there, then I think you're all right. I feel like it matters. I feel like it's what you say. Oh, oh definitely. A big part of it. And well, like, then it's not an anti-Semitic accent. Because, I mean, there are some accents that are just straight-up racist no matter what you say. Yeah, I feel like... Does Jared Kushner have that sort of traditional New York Jewish accent? Uh, No. Okay, then I feel like then maybe that's anti-Semitic because you're being like, I want to hit up that he's a Jew. People got to know that. No, it was more of a he's a whiny guy, it, mm. and that's my only whiny voice. He's a oh, whiny see, little... My only whiny voice is a Jewish guy voice. Oh, Might also be a okay. bit of a problem. Well, I didn't think of it as a Jewish voice. My dad said it was anti-Semitic, which put it in my head. Ah, uh, okay. It just is a coincidence that that sounds a lot like a traditional <laughs> Jewish character. Oh, my God. I didn't it's, realize I was self-hating until today. Well, that I feel like, not that I'm one to say, is probably part of a proud Jewish tradition. <laughs> oh, he'll love that line. Um, Sorry, ma- and we will be donating any profits from this episode to the Jewish Anti-Defamation League. <laughs> to the ADL. Uh, unfortunately, we will not be turning any profits to the I'm going to say, the year 2023. <laughs> The ADL will be waiting. Uh, Once Mountain Man Folger McKenzie was said to have trapped the Snallygaster in a bucket of moonshine and drowned it, uh, he was lying. Nah, that doesn't sound like Folger McKenzie. (laughs) I had to include that because they had his name. No, that's a great name, and I 100% believe that he drowned the Snallygaster in his bucket of moonshine. What do you think he really drowned? (laughs) His neighbor... Yeah, his child. <laughs> his one-eyed bird child. Folger! Folger Jr., no! <laughs> now who will be the next generation of Mountain Man? I keep coughing, I'm sorry. It's okay, we're gonna make it. Um, the Snallygaster has a horrible sulfuric smell and a blood-curdling roar. Oof. It's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Just one thing after another, really scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they really... Um, when they were coming up with this monster, they had like one too many ideas. You know what I mean? They could have Coco chanel this one. What do you mean? When God was coming up with it? Did yeah, God could have Coco... Or when the devil unleashed it on the planet, he could have Coco chanel this baby. 
He could have. A group of lumberjacks claimed to have come upon one of the creature's nests, which was perched on a high cliff. And okay, contained, so they live in nests? Right. And contained an egg, quote, unquote, big enough to hatch a horse. Wow. That's amazing. Can you imagine the omelet? <laughs> the frying pan that you would need for the omelet. What am I saying? You'd have to bake it on a car hood. Would you eat a, a Snallygaster omelet? I don't like eggs. What do you mean? You, what? I don't like eggs. I don't like to eat eggs. And I'll tell Is you Is it why. because of what they are? No. Uh, it's because when I was a kid at summer camp... Oh, uh, one punched you. No. They made me... Uh, one of the rules was you had to drink eight glasses of water a day. It was just a straight up rule. It was a rule? It was a rule. At summer like camp? It, yeah. like every. It was a sleepaway camp. And so at every meal, they'd be like, you need to finish two glasses of water at lunch you need to finish three glasses of water otherwise you're not allowed like you're breaking the rules you're gonna get in trouble so and and they had well water there and the well water had so much sulfur in it that it just (gasps) reeked of rotten eggs and now (laughs) like even like the slightest like whiff of egg smell i'm just like oh you're like a pregnant woman that's so weird yeah i'm very sensitive to it my mom on easter used to like uh serve us like it's tradition to serve a hard-boiled egg i know like she would she would like but in 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 polish tradition or her tradition like the host would hand feed it to you and you would like eat it out of their hand that's interesting i came home and she's like you know and i was like uh yeah uh sounds good and i go and i take like a tiny nibble of the edge of the egg and i just instantly threw up did you really you threw up like I, I ran to the bathroom and threw up and I was like I cannot do this anymore just the the taste you of have eggs. such an aversion that is so crazy which is but only if I'm like eating like just the straight up egg like you know how you'll get like scrambled egg mixed in with fried rice yeah yeah yeah, yeah I can eat that like hibachi style yeah like that kind of stuff but if can it's, you, you can't have like an egg and cheese no oh wow just the I, I, I can't do it you can get disability for that. that. Boy, well, what I'm trying to do instead of that, though the disability check sounds even better, is slowly incorporate egg into my diet so I can learn to appreciate it. It's not worth it. They're all okay. right. It's not worth it. Oh, hey, buddy. We have a little foster cat at our house right now. What's I'm his gonna, name? Uh, his name is Lawson, and he uh, is here at our house because he got in a fight and uh, bit a child and the family that had adopted him uh, returned him to the shelter so we're keeping him on a 10 day quarantine it'd be funny if they had given you the child yeah so thank god they didn't oh my god I'd be a horrible father <laughs> you'd be a wonderful father that's a terrible thing to say so back to the Snallygaster well I would like to get to the mortal enemy of the Snallygaster yeah the hero of our name? story the 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 Diallo. Right, the Dewayo. Dewayo! The Dewayo is a mammalian biped with features similar to a wolf, but the stance and stature of a human. Okay. Big human. The sightings of Dewayo are primarily reported in Maryland and the D.C. area, so you see why they have problems with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, same turf. This is like the a Dewa- Bloods and Crips situation. It Very much so. They have signs that they throw up. This is for our audience that only understands things in terms of 1990s gangs. (laughs) (laughs) If you couldn't imagine another context for two things not liking each other. It's like that. It's like Bloods and Crips. It's like Latin Kings and MS-13. The DeWayo and the Snallygaster have reportedly had vicious encounters dating back to early settlement of the Middletown Valley. And you know what that reminded me of? Is it the Bloods and Crips? Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Yeah. Be- because it's like Cobra Kai versus Miyagi-Do, and it's in a valley. So the all-valley tournament. Yeah. God, the Karate Kid movies were so good. And the new show's really good. I've heard it's good. I haven't watched it yet. Wicked good. You gotta watch it. It's got so much nostalgia. Like, I-, I-, I cry, I laugh. I really like it. What I like about the Karate Kid movies, I'm gonna just go on a quick diversion. Come on. Uh, that the first three are all good and they're all good in different ways. Yeah. Like the first one you got, you know, Miyagi and Daniel, this amazing friendship and all your favorite classic moments of wax on, wax off and sweep the leg. 
and skeleton costume and, yeah, cha- and the shower, shower curtain costume. costume. Yep, yep. Ah, it's all great stuff. Just classic tale of like friendship and believing yourself and finding your way and and hard work. Great. Overcoming uh, insurmountable odds. Yeah, standing up for yourself and like even at the end, Johnny's like, "You're all right, Larusso." Yep. Because he's earned his respect. So then, Karate Kid Two. He's off to Japan. Oh my God, Okinawa! It's so, and it's like probably like the broadest Japanoiserie. You know, like it's not like what a, did you what did you just say to me? Japanoiserie. It's like I, I don't know what that means. Uh, like Western imitation of Japanese art. Like it's oh, okay. almost definitely like not authentic Japanese culture. But for me, as like an eight year old, I'm like this is so cool. <laughs> and like. The guys there, are, he's fighting this Japanese gang, and it's just like like they did a great job of elevating the stakes, and it all comes down to like one moment right before the climactic fight between uh, Daniel and uh, uh, the the villain. And, Where the drums? Yeah, and the whole crowd is there with their drums going in their hands. Tuk, 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 tuk. And Daniel's Hand drums, like, yeah. About to learn the drum, he's about to use the drum punch that he learned. And Miyagi pulls him aside, and he says, daniel son, this no tournament, this for real. Yeah. And it's like, that's what that movie is. That's what Karate Kid 2 is about. Now, Karate Kid Wait, wait, 3, wait. Can I just pull you back to Karate Kid 1 real quick? Yeah. When he gets hurt, and he's on the mat, and he doesn't want to continue, and, and Miyagi runs and slams his hand on the mat. He goes, hi! He goes, you lose. He's okay. He goes, but you no lose fear. And he yeah. make, and he gets up and he continues fighting. He won't let him lose to his own fear. It gives me shivers. Okay, Karate Kid 3. Which, Karate by the way, you said is good. And I may have, I may disagree. Go ahead. What I like about Karate Kid 3 is like, they realize I need to continue raising the stakes. And the only way they can do that is by making it completely deranged. <laughs> so... Miyagi decides, instead of opening up a karate school, which would make fucking perfect sense, he decides to open up a bonsai store. Because he's also good at bonsai, because he's a Japanese dude. They're all, they're all good at that. It's fine. And oh, come on. They established that that was something he did tr- that was a hobby it, of his. It's true. They established it previously in the film. But they didn't establish that he had a $100,000 ultra-rare bonsai that he was growing on the side of a cliff. You're right. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> And then, uh, so the villain, John Kreese, the head of uh, the Cobra Kai Dojo, is back. But he's down on his luck after all the students left him after he got thoroughly destroyed by this little old Japanese man at the big karate tournament. And he honked his nose. He embarrassed him. He embarrassed him after he made him shatter his hands by punching through glass. Because they established that he has, like, a bunch of scarred up hands afterwards. Uh, But... It's his own fault. If he hadn't lashed out in anger, that wouldn't have happened to old John Kreese. So John Kreese's best friend, Terry Silver, is back. Terry Silver served with John Kreese in Vietnam. They both hate Asian people and are great at karate. And he They're also 20 years difference in their ages, so I don't know how they serve together. And Terry Silver ends up gaslighting Daniel to be like, I'm teaching you how to do real cool karate but actually like ends up corrupting it like it's just so over the top and insane and uh like does he bring in johnny barnes to beat up daniel yeah he he brings in a hired gun who's he like finds him in the back of black belt magazine in an article called karate's bad boy (laughs) we'll say that you trained him when we have the tournament We'll say he's part of your dojo, even though there was just this fucking magazine article about where he does karate. Uh, So, yeah. Anyway, all the first three Karate Kid movies are great. Don't know much about either the one with Jaden Smith or the one with Hilary Swank. Oh, they're awful. Okay, fair enough. But you also didn't like three, and I was a big fan of three. Three, the guy, he took a phone call on one of those old school huge cell phones in a hot tub, and he's like... Yeah, just dump the toxic waste in the river <laughs> and hangs up the phone. That's a real moment in the movie. Terry Silver does that. Yeah, and there's also a part where John Kreese looks at him and he goes, One more thing. 
make his knuckles bleed. <laughs> and then Turner's like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> like he's so over the top and maniacal. It's fantastic. Would you like to go back to the DeWayo? Yeah, I'm, this, that's all just going to get cut out and put as a bonus episode. I don't know. I I, I liked it. Depending I, on I, how long this goes, but I feel like that was like ten minutes. That might be a perfectly fine bonus episode. It was it was really quicker than the breakdown of Saul. Possibly. Uh, all right, back to the Dewayo. Yes, John Becker was the first to give the papers a description. A year later, another man saw the Dewayo and gave that scuttling spider leg uh, description. Mm-hmm. But the legend actually reaches back to the 1700s. Uh, with the tale of the Dutch Hexenwolf, mm. which is actually rooted in German folklore and maybe the pro- uh, progenitor of the modern werewolf. Well, I know that Haxan is, uh, if I remember right, uh, either German or Dutch for witch. So I think so, because there's a movie called Haxan about witches. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, it must be uh, uh, witch wolf, which is a cool way to think of a werewolf. It is. Uh, the Dewayo appears to have been a response to the fear of the notorious Schnellergeist or Snallygaster. The Dutch settlers feared it and looked to the Dewayo as protection, and that's why they put the hex signs on the barn doors. Okay. The Dewayo is tall as a bear, covered in shaggy black fur, human-shaped limbs, but the head of a snarling dog, but with a bushy tail, which is cute. Uh, last but not least, no one knows what beef the Dewayo has with the Snallygaster, but the two seem to be mortal enemies, and while the Lovecraftian Snallygaster swoops down and silently carries off humans, the Dewayo has never been blamed with a human death. Alright. Sounds good. Shout out to you, Dewayo. We need more uh, monster-human cooperation, I think. We do. See, I had him I had him trying to warn the people in the story, but then he, yeah. he had to kill people because it, it just fit the story, but he would never in real life. Never. And I think also... Uh, uh, but is the the Dwyer sort of being like a traitor to monster kind by doing this? <laughs> why like, the squonk? Why because the squonk is such a murderer? No, because he's got to be like, oh, I'm going to be respectable. Oh, oh, I got the most important thing for me is to be accepted by humans, not the love of my fellow monsters. You know what I mean? Like I've heard a lot of people be like, okay, the X Men, right? They're 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 so assimilationist. And the real hero should be Magneto, who's like, actually, being a mutant rules, and the fact that you're killing us, fuck you, I'm gonna kill you back. So you're saying that Bill Compton is a pussy in True Blood because he's assimilating into regular culture, and um, the vampires who don't want to mainstream and want to drink human blood are the cool ones. Uh, I feel like I'm sympathetic to that argument. Okay, that's understandable. There's no problem with I, that. I, if I was a vampire, I could understand feeling that. Would you drink human blood or true blood if you're a vampire? Oh, boy. Uh, I gotta think, if I'm a vampire, it's so hard for me to imagine, because I imagine when you become a vampire, your mannerisms really stay the same, but your, your entire essence is so different. Why? Uh, because vampires are monsters, and I'm not a monster. And I feel like just becoming a monster does something to you. It's a bloodborne illness, really, isn't it? Well, I guess it depends on the type of vampire you're talking about. If you want to say that it's a bloodborne illness and you're that kind of instead of being like I'm the mystical descendant of, you know, tracing my lineage back to Dracula, if you want to go bloodborne illness, then I'm gonna say uh that it's uh then I'd go for drinking true blood. I wouldn't want to drink people blood. Okay. Understand. Just because I I don't like I don't like conflict. <laughs> There's a lot of conflict when you want to take people's blood. Yeah, they tend to want to hang on to their blood. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame them. Hey, you want to take a really dark turn? Okay. No, no, no. Not like... Yeah, no, it's dark. It is dark. I was okay, going to say yeah, it's not yeah, that Yeah, hit bad. me. Hit me with your darkness. It has been... Well, it's it's sad. And it's... Because the Snallygaster was co-opted to... By some actual evil people. Oh. In the 19th century. Oh, damn it. Who, it which is, people? It has been suggested the Snallygaster legend was resurrected in the 19th century to frighten freed slaves. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, this, this, this is the sucky part. It has also been suggested that the Snallygaster has a bitter disposition toward African Americans. 
but that's a falsely earned reputation, and it's the result of its use as a fear signal by white power brokers to control and scare African-American freedmen. In Maryland, A Guide to the Old Line State, the author directly alludes to such attitudes by stating, listen to this, In the Middletown Valley section of western Maryland, the fabulous Snallygaster flies into a little settlement of log cabins that served as slave quarters prior to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. The great bird preys upon Negro children out after dark and on occasion has even been known to carry off a full-grown man to its lair in the nearby mountains. Now, it's worth noting that these previous lines specifically preys upon, after dark, and carry off are suggestive of the practice of lynching. Mm -hmm. In the contemporary period, so-called sunset towns, you know what sunset towns are? Uh, basically towns where if you're a black person and they found you there after dark, you were going to die. Yeah, you get killed if you're there after dark. So, um, even in Frederick County, such practices like sunset towns being lynched after sunset were not unheard of and represent some of those brutal and atrocious acts of violence in the whole of American history. So that's a very dark chapter and it's sickening that they would even include the Snallygaster in that. Yeah, you know Sickening that it happened. Yeah, and now I feel like I'm going to stop rooting for the Washington Snallygasters to be the team name. With this troubling past... Oh, uh, yeah, they can't afford to have any... Yeah, yeah, to then be like, oh, you mean that racist-ass monster? That's your solution? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know what? That sounds crazy, but... We are not nearly done. All right, tell me some more about the Snallygaster. What else you got? Now we move past the disgusting racism into the 20th century. Uh, We had some exciting newspaper accounts in 1909 Mm. where people were going nuts because they were seeing a beast with enormous wings, a long pointed bill, and claws like steel hooks, and of course the single eye in the center of its forehead. Mm. So there was a great deal of publicity, and even the Smithsonian offered a reward for the beast's hide. Yeah, hell, I'll offer a reward for its hide. Let's offer one right now. How much you want to offer? I will give you $30. I will give you $70 to make that 100 and a decanter. All right. Because I have one that my grandma gave me. All right. $70, $100 and Ethan's grandmother's decanter to the first man that brings me the hide of the Snallygaster. But they won't be the first to try because U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt reportedly mm. considered postponing an African safari to personally hunt the beast. Hmm. And that probably would have been better for the real animals if he had done that. Yeah, that uh, frankly, any hunters out there, I strongly encourage you to go try and track down the Snallygaster. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're hunting really elephants, prove your metal. Yeah, yeah. Hunt the Snallygaster. Don't sit in a blind and shoot lions with your six-year-old and no real danger in like a fenced-in area of twenty feet in South Africa. Um, Last but not least, I mm-hmm. thought it was really interesting how it was used in a political sense, Snallygaster. Okay. Uh, Whitaker Chambers from Maryland used the Snallygaster to examine U.S. Senator Joseph McCarthy in his essays, Academic Freedom in Danger, from Life mm. magazine. For it led to the transition of Senator McCarthy into the symbol of a national Snallygaster, a winged hobgoblin used to frighten naughty children in parts of rural Maryland, Instead of one of the two things where he obviously is, an instinctive politi- politician of a kind fairly common in our history, in which case the uproar he inspires is a phenomenon much more arresting than the senator. Well, there we go. Sick yeah. burn. Uh, well, it is a sick burn, because I, I like using it as, like, like they, he's a national snallygaster. That's yeah, kind of a cool thing. Yeah, he's a winged hobgoblin. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Well... Let me tell you, all that sounds crazy, but can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way? 
day before. There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. And this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? Okay. Um, this is a new segment for us. We usually talk about can these fantastic beasts fuck? And we will be discussing that. But really, what's wrong with a little romance? What is? What is wrong with it? Nothing. Um, no, I don't think the Snallygaster can love. I don't <laughs> well, see... fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is, this is fairly easy. I think it's a killing machine... Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read nothing to lead me to believe that it has uh, the emotional range to love another individual, Snallygaster, human, or other being. Well, uh, let me say this. It seems to, uh, if you were to go on a date with a Snallygaster, it seems to enjoy time outdoors. Uh, it seems <laughs> to enjoy uh, getting into, you know, fun. Getting into some shenanigans. And uh, it seems like it's so the perfect date if you were going to go out with a snallygaster would be uh, tossing a frisbee around at the beach, get some ice cream. You're wrong though because it likes murder. That's what it wants to do. It doesn't like frisbee. Oh, well, t- how about uh, you know it'd be great paintball. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it simulates murder. Yeah, you get that aggression out. That's not a bad date with a snallygaster. Okay. No, it'd be fun. All right, but can it? Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? Ooh, good question. Well, we did hear that it lays horse-sized eggs. From a mountain man. (laughs) Yeah. So, with reputable sources are indicating that it has a reproductive cycle. Oh, that's true. So, I'm going to say that it loves to do the nasty. I I gave this some thought, and I thought it was made of so many disparate parts. I'm assuming at least one of those is a genital. Yeah. I may be wrong. The question is, what genital and which animal does it come from? Mm. And is it a different genital on each snallygaster? Do you have to do you have to like find two snallygasters with hamster penises to mate, or like can you mate a hamster penis snallygaster with a cat vagina snallygaster? Or is there only one Snallygaster? Are there not more? Uh, we, yeah, you know, maybe the, it lays never... its own egg before it dies, and then when it dies, the egg hatches. I like that. The, the next thing I, I wrote down, it would be cool if there if there was just one, and he could just masturbate a new Snallygaster. Yeah. That'd be a pretty efficient form of asexual reproduction, really. I'm really glad that uh, when I masturbate, it doesn't result in a horse-sized egg. <laughs> I bet you'd have a lot of horse-sized egg, size eggs. I would. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, I would have more than I need. Yeah, yeah. I'd have more than one, I'll tell you that. Uh, maybe, maybe Snallygasters are only sexually compatible with the Wyos, and that's why they get along so well. Oh, boy. Classic, am I right? Yeah. They yeah. come like, running around. Like, oh, like men and women, Chibble. Like yeah. men and women. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, because we don't get along sometimes. S- boy, in fact, we do a lot of... Bickering. <laughs> Bickering. I didn't find any erotica, which was really disappointing That's to me. That's surprising. Well, written like erotica. But I found... Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Should I send it to you? Nope. Okay. I found freelance 3D projects, 3D models. I found Acheron Snallygaster Nude Virtual Reality. And there's two Snallygasters. They have wings and beaks, and one has a large penis, and one has a vagina, but they both have breasts. Okay. And they cost $20 for a royalty-free license, and I guess you can use them to play virtual reality. And they're naked. And then there's Rule34.com, and I guess Rule34 is that if it exists, there's porn of it. Yeah. And this is just a Snallygaster... With breasts, spread eagle, and a vagina. So I did find two images of Snallygaster pornography. Okay, it's fight night!
fight. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so the Snallygaster uh-huh. versus Prime Shaquille O'Neal, or how many Prime Shaquille O'Neals to take out the Snallygaster? All right. So Snallygaster's main weapons are going to be Psychokinesis. <laughs> it's uh, funny that it gets that, too. Like, that's just an add-on. Yeah. Uh, big, big, sharp beak. Tentacles. And tentacles, uh, which may or may not be vestigial. About <laughs> how long... About What is the size of a Snallygaster? 25-foot wingspan, so... So probably something like 12 feet tall. I don't know how I'd work that out. I'd, I'm going to guess something like a 12 feet tall. Okay. Uh, may, maybe a 10. Definitely taller than Shaq. Let's call him 10, because to... then he's like a... What, a Shaq and a half? Let's call him 12, because he's Shaq and a half. 10, yeah, I... Shaq and a half. And he's also got the ability to uh, lay horse-sized eggs. So you gotta got a large vagina. Yeah, pretty big cloaca going on there. <laughs> Even if the horse was like a baby horse and was furled up. Yes. So let's say I'm going to say three. I'm going to say three shacks got this. Any reason? Uh, uh, I'm just imagining that three would become the point where the Snallygaster wouldn't be able to keep track of all of them. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. You can't... When shacks are climbing all over you, you have to focus on one and the other two do a lot of damage. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, at that point, just based on sizes... Because I feel like the, the psychokinesis sounds more like an intimidation thing. It, it is, and it's not going to intimidate Shaq. No, no. Shaq, especially when he's got two other shacks backing him up, he's going to be nothing but confidence. What would he so, say? He would say, Shaq. Shaq. You ready? Let's do this! You thought you had trouble with a DeWile? Well, now you got triple trouble. <laughs> the Snallygaster versus Jimi Hendrix with his fender tuned to the Snallygaster's brainwaves. Oof, boy. Yeah, I'm going to say if Hendrix has access to that type of brainwave technology, he's going to know how to use it. You're going to be having him, you know... He's, he's going to play this guy like a fiddle. He'll probably mess with his own brain to use his psychokinesis against himself. And be like, why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> the Snallygaster versus five melon heads, each with a pointed stick smeared with feces. Okay. Five melon heads. Melon heads are known for their traps. So I'm going to say that the melon heads... Mm, no, they're pretty sure. And they have those big old melon heads that would just be like munching on grapes for a Snallygaster. Yeah, I'm going to put this on the Snallygaster. He's going to just like pick him up and yep. swallow him right down. Three Snallygasters versus a clone army of 20 of our mothers, 10 each, in stormtrooper suits with blasters. Are these our mothers in their prime or right now? Right now. Ooh. What does it matter? Well, <laughs> well right now, my mom recently had a problem with her eye, so her vision is really bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. She's getting better, thank God. Uh, but it does seem like that would make her less effective with a blaster. Much like the original Stormtroopers, am I, I right? I am I right about that one, my friend, Ethan? The <laughs> Stormtroopers couldn't hit the, the broadside of a bantha. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say the three Snallygasters, they're going to be able to close the distance on them pretty quick. And uh, I just, it's going to come down to how effective a blaster is against that hide of the Snallygaster. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on the three Snallygasters. They'll be battered and bruised, but at least one of them is going to make it. The Snallygaster versus Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani armed with Snallygaster death rays and instructions on how to use them. See, there's 
their weakness. If there's one thing those two have told me recently, it's that they are overconfident and they will not read those instructions. <laughs> and therefore, I feel like this Nellygaster's got them. Because without those death rays, they're not gonna get they're not gonna get it done. There is no way they will be able to use the death rays even with instructions, and then they will claim the company that made them had some deal with Hugo Chavez. Uh, the Snallygaster versus the Little Rascals, but they all have crossbows and have been trained with them. Okay. The Little Rascals... I'm going to put this on the Little Rascals. Oh, be- all right. Because they are just some Little Rascals. That is not a proper reason to win a fight <laughs> they, night. They are just a bunch of rascals. You cannot you do that for fight You can't stop all night. those rats. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I feel like they're going to be... They're a great team. They know each other's strengths and weaknesses really well. They're really close-knit. They're really going to watch each other's back. Right, of course. They're also going to be uh, very agile. And they might be a little bit too small. Like, imagine if I was trying to fight... What are there, like, six little rascals? Seven? They have the dog. Uh, and oh, so, the dog with the, the, the patch on his eye, right? Yeah, Spot. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, they're going to be... It'd be like me fighting, uh, like, ten uh, mice that were armed with, like, ninja stars. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I feel that's like a eventually good point. They you see, you put it into perspective for me, and it makes much more sense. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, we got any more? Um, we do, but I, I thought that was a good one to end on. I feel like that is. I feel like we might be... Uh, can you tell me, are they real? Well, I have an idea for a new jingle, Shibble. Can I pitch it to you? Yeah. Yes, I want to hear it. Okay. When you say the stuff, blah, 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 and then ask, is it real? You can then... I can Okay, then... Let, me, let me set you up. Let me set you up. Okay. I got to tell you, Ethan... This is so scary that I am shitting. Is it real? Is it real? Then you say, is real? Is real? Sheket Bavaka Shah. Hey! Because that's Israeli. Is that Israeli or is that Hebrew? Hebrew. Hebrew. There's no Israeli. (laughs) Yeah, okay. In Hebrew school, the teacher used to sing that little ditty. Uh, it means shut your mouths. It means be, shut up. Uh, when she wanted us to be quiet in class, and it was fun and catchy, and you clap when you say hey. You say sheket bavakasha. Hey, and get it, Israel, but Israel. I I like the sheket bavakasha. Am I saying that? Correctly? Yeah, yeah, I like any way you say it. Yes. All right, I like that part. More than I like the Israel. I feel like that's a bit forced, but I do like singing in Hebrew, everybody shut up. Okay. That so you part go, I is def- it real? And yeah. then together we go, no, then I go, check it, bavaka, shot, and then we go, hey. Okay. You have to it. say hey, though. Okay. All right. Is it real? Check it, bavaka, shot. Hey. hey. Okay. Now, see, I have, I, I, I had a hard time with this. I think that um, originally it was used to frighten German children, right? Yeah. So probably real. <laughs> Everything is used to frighten German children. Yeah, they're very skittish. Yeah. Well, no, just their parents are constantly thinking of new things like Slender Man, Der Grossman. It's um, it was popularized by newspaper sensationalism. Mm-hmm. Used to, then it was again used to frighten slaves and freedmen after the war. It seems to be a boogeyman of control. Yeah. So, I'm thinking it springs from fear of losing control. It's from fear of progress and change. Uh, sidebar, the Dewayo springs from hope. So that is the battle in the story. Hope for people's future versus, versus those who are anti-progress using means of control to maintain the status quo. So I'm thinking the monster seems just cobbled together to achieve this objective. Mm-hmm. And you would think it's fake. But I think that means it's real because it's composed of fear and it has real results when it's implemented. You know, when you use a Snallygaster to instill fear on people, it is real. And it's so, as dangerous as any cryptid for that reason. Yeah, the real monster is the story of the monster. In a way, yeah. Wow. Wow, and it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. Uncle Monster, is that the red light already? 
Yeah, and uh, buddy, you said you wanted to give us uh, some uh, movie recommendations based on um, what we've been talking about. What are you thinking? Um, well, I, when you guys talked about Snagaster, that really had me thinking about uh, two uh, two movies that I liked. There was uh, Birdemic, Shock and Awe about uh, uh, birds. And it's shocking and awesome. And also, I was thinking about uh, uh, that uh, movie, uh, Polly, about a parrot. Uncle Monster, that was that was an amazing, amazing set of movie suggestions for this week. We're gonna we're gonna work on it, and we're gonna try it again next week. <laughs> I, no, I, I think we're there. I think we've got it. Yeah, yeah. He's, I like his delivery. And guys, you you guys are awesome for listening to us. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Season 2. Shibble, talk, talk to him, please. Yes, uh, I want to say thank you so much for uh, giving us a listen. Thank you for uh, helping getting the word out. You can find us on Twitter at UncleMonster6, at Instagram at uncleMonster 6 at on uh, Facebook on Uncle Monster Spooky Time Fright Hour, and uh, we've started a Patreon, and you can find us there at uh, Patreon.com/slash Uncle Monster, where you can get early access to new episodes. You can get bonus episodes. It's and, not Uncle uh, Monster Six. It might be Uncle Monster Six. I'll try it both ways. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You can find us on Patreon at Uncle Monster Six. <laughs> I'll edit it together, whichever one it was. And, uh... Or just go to our link tree. Yeah, it? that's a good a good way to do it. Yeah. And, uh... Until next time... Don't, don't get, get spooked! Don't get spooked! <laughs>